The Leach Report Radio Network is on the air with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. This is where the Big Blue Nation comes for the latest news and views on the Cats. Interact with the show now by tweeting at Leach Report or email leachreport at gmail.com. Call us at 877-904-1080. Now, the voice of your Wildcats, Tom Leach. Hello, everybody. Coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. It is game night for the Wildcats. They will take on the Ole Miss Rebels. And we will talk Kentucky basketball. Probably won't spend a whole lot of time doing much of a deep dive into the matchup. Kentucky is a... About an 18-point favorite in this game, uh, last I saw. So it is senior night, however. We will be talking some about that with uh, our guests, Larry Vaught from VaughtsFuse.com, Anna Tarullo from BBN Tonight. And then we'll get into some football with the head man, Mark Stoops, coming out of the bottom of the hour break. Uh, we'll talk about his new offensive coordinator and spring practice coming up, etc. So that's our lineup for today. Cat News of the Day presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. Kentucky and Ole Miss will tip at 7 Eastern time tonight, but if you are going to the game, you'll want to make sure you're there a little early for the senior night ceremony. It's Kellen Grady and Davian Mintz. And Mintz kind of went through this last year. Remember he had that big game against South Carolina and was just drilling threes after one after another. Uh, let me punch that up here and see. I want to say he had like six or seven three-point baskets in that game. And uh, Calipari talked after the game about how unfortunate it was that he didn't get the real Rupp Arena experience. Yeah, he had six threes in the game. Kentucky made 13 as a team. And that Davian didn't get the real Rupp Arena experience for that performance. Well, he decided to come back for another year, given the opportunity. And so... Maybe he can have that moment tonight. He and Kellen Grady will certainly get the moment of being out there with their families before the game and uh, having my old Kentucky home played by the U.K. band. And Oscar Combs tweeted out a uh, link to a clip from 1986 in the senior night, and it was Kenny Walker, Roger Harden, and Leroy Bird. And it was a, you know, a different time when you had uh, – guys that uh, most of them stayed for their whole four years. But that was the last year that uh, former Governor Chandler sang my old Kentucky home at the uh, senior day or night festivities. And it's just a real cool piece of video, especially the end when uh, Leroy and Roger and uh, Kenny come together. Uh, and a lot of different cutaway shots and uh, that are, are cool in there. So uh, if you follow at Wildcat News on Twitter, you can see that. I retweeted it, retweeted it as well. But that'll be cool tonight, the senior night festivities for those two guys who have been uh, instrumental in uh, an outstanding bounce back, <laughs> excuse me, bounce back season for the Wildcats. Just what the BBN needed after last season. And now these guys could play a key role in uh, making this uh, a very, very memorable year for the Wildcat fans. Ole Miss has lost six of their last seven coming into this game. Uh, they are 13th in the league in defensive efficiency, 13th in effective field goal percentage. So they have had some issues defending. Um, last home game of the season, Wildcats will close out the regular season on Saturday at Florida. And uh, Kentucky 
would, I'm sure, love to be, and fans would love to see Kentucky be the two seed in the East with the opportunity to play a little earlier on Friday rather than have that late game on Friday night. On paper, it looks unlikely for Kentucky to get to the two-seed spot. There's a three-way tie right now, but uh, Arkansas and Tennessee will play each other and get it down to a two-way tie, but Kentucky would lose the tiebreaker against either one of those teams because of the head-to-head loss to Arkansas and because Tennessee defeated Auburn and uh, Kentucky did not. So after head-to-head, it goes to your record against the top team in the league and second team and on down through. And so Tennessee would have that edge, unless the Vols would lose tonight at Georgia. That's uh, at Georgia's last place in the league. They've won one conference game, but they do have Tennessee at home, and Georgia did nearly upset Auburn there in Athens. So if Georgia could somehow pull off a miracle and then Tennessee would beat visiting Arkansas on Saturday, um, I think that's more likely than – LSU winning in Arkansas and Arkansas winning in Tennessee, which would be the other scenario for Kentucky to get the two seed in the East. So uh, root for the Bulldogs tonight for uh, what would be a very unlikely victory. And uh, everybody else will be watching Ty Ty Washington and Xavier Wheeler just to see how they look. Cal on the radio show last night said he thought they both were rusty as expected uh, in the early stages out at Arkansas on Saturday. Also, Cal said last night that it uh, looks like they're working on another excursion to the Bahamas this summer. They can do that every four years, take an international trip and play games. So uh, look for that as a possibility this summer. Also, UK announced that the game in London against Michigan has been rescheduled for the upcoming season, be on uh, this coming December the 4th, and tickets for that will go on sale on Friday. Uh, Ryan Howard named SEC Player of the Week, and Xavier Wheeler won a five finalists for the Bob Cousy Award. Kentucky men dropped... Three spots in the coaches' poll to number six this week. Dropped one spot in the AP poll to number seven this week. And last night, number three, Baylor beat Texas 68-61. If you're scoreboard watching as far as uh, Selection Sunday, that was about the only one of significance last night. Links to the stories that we talk about each day can be found on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. Our Wildcat News of the Day segments presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. I uh, was out there a week before last, had the uh, sea bass with lobster chili butter sauce, one of many unique specialties on the menu for any special occasion that you have coming up. There is no place better than Giuseppe's. So give them a call, make a reservation, go to Giuseppe'sLexington.com, check out the menu. They've got a drive-up window if you want to take it home, and live jazz music every night to make your dining experience truly memorable and special. We'll be right back with Larry Vaught here on the Leach Report Radio Network. It's the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. Coming up next, it's Kentucky Sports Radio with Matt Jones. It is the Tuesday edition of the Leach Report. We are served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. And we welcome into the program Larry Vaught from Vaughtsviews.com and YourSportsEdge.com. Senior night, Larry. Um, this is... Always been a, a special night for Kentucky fans. In recent years, obviously, there have been nearly as many guys that, that stayed around for the full run as seniors. We didn't get four or five years with Kellen Grady or Davian Mintz, but these are two 
you know, guys that have played significant roles on a very good team, and so it ought to be a, a fun night for the BBN and those two guys. Yeah, I think it will be, Tom. It, it's not like the senior nights from 15, 20 years ago, and not even like with Derek Willis and Dominique Hawkins in some ways because they were around in, in Kentuckians. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be one that U.K. fans will enjoy. I think both players will really enjoy. It's kind of unique that this will be the third potential senior day, and I guess the last one for Davion Mintz and the Kellen Grady. This will be his second one. He had one at, last year at Davidson. Now he gets one at Kentucky. So that's, I guess, just the way that things have changed to make it different. But I think both players are obviously looking forward tonight, and I think probably fans will really enjoy it also. Of course, Derek Willis uh, got engaged on senior night right there on the court. Any, anything like that coming tonight? I wouldn't see anything like that coming. No, that was a that was a pretty cool event that night, and I like that. I, I think that's one of the more memorable senior nights for sure. When he asked Keeley to uh, marry him right there in front of everybody, I thought it was really cool the way that John Calipari let him do that. Yeah, it was. Vince uh, yesterday did the media session, and he talked about how uh, special it's been for him and his time at Kentucky, and and being a part of this team in particular. And uh, you have a story up uh, at the top of the vaultsviews.com page about the the chemistry on this team. And uh, it is it is certainly evident when you watch them play. Yeah, it is. And it's certainly a huge contrast to last year. And I thought Davion didn't directly talk about, the, well, we didn't have this, we didn't have that last year. But when he said things like, everybody has each other's back, this year, everybody was willing to sacrifice something to make the team better, and it just seemed to work perfect from the start. I think it just makes it that much more obvious that the pieces just didn't fit right last year for whatever reason. This year, they they have, and that's a big, big deal going into March. I mean, it doesn't make them unbeaten or anything this year, but I think they've not hit those low points where they couldn't come back from, and they genuinely seem to like and care about each other. Now, if they can just stay healthy and get back to playing like they were when everybody's available, I think they could have a really fun March. Yeah, Ty Ty Washington, when he went down at Auburn with that ankle injury, his his first injury, that was a week after he had scored 28 against Tennessee in the blowout here at Rupp. He was shooting around 40% at the three-point line in the low to mid-50s on two-point shots and really looked to be – you know, blossoming into uh, you know a star who was going to have a huge second half of the season, and he's certainly been solid. But he's you know he's had uh, multiple injury issues, and uh, that has uh, slowed that ascension. But the the to me, the closer they could get back to that version of Ty Ty before he landed on somebody's ankle in the lane at Auburn, the better their chances of getting to New Orleans. Yeah, I agree. I think because he can, he provides so many different things for you on both ends of the court that, that you just really, really need. And it, it's obvious he, he still wasn't back anywhere. I didn't think close to 100% uh, on Saturday. Uh, probably hopefully each day he'll get a little bit better. It would be nice tonight that he could get out and play some, but you don't need him for 34 minutes in a nail-biting type game and then that gives him three more days to kind of get ready for you have to go play at, at Florida. So I, I, I think you are right, right on right there because 
they need him for so many different things because of what he can do. He, he can play that point guard role in a different way than Wheeler can play it, or he can provide some of that outside shooting. He can also get inside, get to the basket for you. And then on defense, I think he really is better on that end of the court than sometimes what he gets credit for. Yeah, it's probably, that's, a, that's a good point. And the, the thing, what he brings to the offensive attack is just, to me, Kentucky's a very difficult team to guard when they are at full strength because you've got Wheeler that can push the pace and certainly get into the lane. You've got Ty Ty who can create things off the dribble and, you know, put up 28 in a game. We know the, what a load Oscar is to handle. And then you've got you know, Grady and, and Mintz on the wings when they've got all everything firing and, and everybody at full strength. Uh, that is a, a lineup that uh, looks you know, it, to me, it's it's a lineup that I would, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I wouldn't be worried about any matchup seating. Really, not not a big deal because I think if you can get that lineup fully healthy, they stack up well with anybody that's out there this year. Yeah, and when you have that lineup healthy, it seems like if you were starting to be able to count on ten to twelve to fourteen points from Keon Brooks mm-hmm. every game because he was taking advantage of some of the opportunities having all those guys on the court and, and rolling at the same time created for him and he provided some pretty big uh, lifts for you too so it just gives you a lot of versatility up and down through there and so i'm still i mean you hate to you don't usually think of a team that's lost the number of games that kentucky has this year as being a kentucky team you think well i can't wait to see how they're going to do in march but that's kind of how i feel if tata is healthy Talk with Larry Vaught. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, have one more segment. And Coach Stoops will join us coming out of the bottom of the hour. It is the Leach Report Radio Network, and we are served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. You're tuned to Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report. And visit TomLeachKY.com for more news and views on the Cats. Welcome back into our Tuesday edition of the Leach Report, 25 past the top of the hour. We're talking with Larry Vaught from VaughtsViews.com and YourSportsEdge.com, and he is one of the hosts of the Sunday morning sports talk show here in the Lexington market, uh, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every Sunday with uh, Jack Pilgrim and Anthony White. And, Larry, you had uh, you guys had uh, Keon Brooks' dad on uh, last uh, Sunday. Uh, and after the loss out at Arkansas. And anytime things don't go well, players can hear a, a lot of things in this day and time via social media. And I thought his dad had a really uh, good answer about how he and his son, he helps his son deal with that. Uh, we'll play the bite and I'll let you comment. Here's Keon Brooks Sr. I think it's a misconception of the U.K. fans. Um, it's the real U.K. fans, no problem. They are the, the best in the world. Um, the, the ones that want to be bandwaggers, jump on and off, those are the ones that you're going to get the crazy tweets and the crazy this and, and the crazy that about the team. Um, any true fan that really cares about those kids and that university and that team are always positive, are always uplifting, you know, um, and that's a great thing to see. You know, the one thing about the, the Internet, you could be whoever you want to be on there, but that's my advice to him. Don't take everybody as UK fans because they say so, because um, you could be anything you want to be on the internet. That's Keon Brooks Senior though with a, a really great perspective. You know, you can have any fan can always have a you know legitimate 
criticism or question about something about their team. It's the the ones who take personal shots and, and go way over the top at particularly you know at young people, young men and women who are playing the games that are out. That's what's out of bounds, and sounds like they have a good handle on that. Yeah, he he was really really good. If you didn't get to hear the interview, I suggest you go back and, and get the podcast and listen to Keon Senior because he was really really good with with his insights and his perceptions and how he was. You know, he could criticize his son himself about pointing out different things that he could do and uh, better, and I don't like that. But I thought what he said there about social media is really, really important, and it's good to have a parent that's like that. And I think that's one thing John Calipari has really done. He, he brings in really good guys, but their parents are all very level-headed and, and have a great perception and understanding of what the U.K. program is about as well. I remember when Paul Washington, the P.J.'s dad, who knew Keon and uh, was kind of telling Calipari about how they ought to recruit him and how good a kid he was and everything. And, and Keon Sr. reminds me a lot of what it was like talking with Paul Washington. They're very, very much alike. And uh, Keon's dad played uh, at uh, Wright State, actually played against Kentucky at one point in a game up at uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, not a, not a great memory, I think, in some ways for him like that. But he he, he was a really good, really good player in, in his time and I think they've been able to help Keon with a lot of things and they talk a lot of basketball and a lot of different things like one of the things he pointed out was yeah, you looked at a couple of things that happened late in the game but Keon had just held on to that one rebound earlier when they knocked it loose and ended up shooting the, and making a three that was a key point in the game well that's not something you hear most dads or will go on radio and talk about with their son he said that's one of the things I really talked to him about after the game and, and he knew that so I think he's been a big big help for Keon Okay but a little less than a minute here, Larry. Just give me a, a quick uh, thought on uh, Ryan Howard's senior day and the, the big performance that she had and how she's helped lead this team maybe back into the NCAA tournament. I think it's remarkable what she has done to get this team six straight wins and, and to be there Sunday and watch her put up 16 in the first quarter. I thought she maybe was going to score 70. It may be the best one quarter of basketball that you could ever imagine a player to have. It was only fitting she kind of go out that way, I think we're going to look back years from now. Hopefully, years from now, we'll keep looking back and say, wow, I don't know if we'll ever see another player like her. Larry Vaught, thank you much. All right, Tom. Uh, Ryan's uh, number two on the all-time scoring list behind uh, Valerie Still. So if you're talking about the greatest women's basketball players at Kentucky, one of those two. We'll be right back with Coach Dudes. For the Leach Report on Facebook, show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. We're coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's Pump and Shops all across the bluegrass as we welcome in Coach Mark Stoops. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Tom. How you doing? Doing well. Um, well, I guess the the price of success is that people want to hire your people, and so. Uh, you're going to be having yeah, a news, uh, news conference later today talking about those new hires. It's gone well for you. Yeah, sorry, Tom, to cut you off. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad, huh? It's been, uh, <laughs> you know, really happy for Liam, really greatly appreciate what he's done for us. And it was a hard transition, as you know, well-documented, going from Eddie and then transforming and, and Liam coming in here and doing a heck of a job in one year and just so appreciative and, and thankful to him. He was very loyal to us and, 
and stayed till uh, till he couldn't say no, you know. And then, uh, so it, it was really a pretty stressful time for me, to be honest with you. So late in the game, you know, with the the NFL adding the extra week this year, and then you know, two weeks prior to the Super Bowl, that was that was very extremely late to make changes. And uh, you know, so I was under the gun about a week ago, and and uh, really could not be more pleased with the way things worked out. Um, you know, to hire. Uh, uh, Rich uh, Scangriella. I got to get you to help me pronounce that. Um, <laughs> Scangriello, I believe, but we'll we'll that down. That's it. You got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but but Rich has uh, got so much experience, man. It it, it was really just amazing, uh, almost humbling when you when you interview him and talk to him and just see the the knowledge that he has and um, you know the passion that he had for this job. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, the previous, what, five years he's, he spent in the NFL, he, you know, one year as a play caller and uh, four years, um, you know, as a quarterback coach or heavily involved in the offense. So, uh, plus he had the college experience, much like Liam, you know, that uh, had the college experience and the pro uh, experience. And, um, you know, the fact that he can work with, you know, basically all 11 on, on offense. I mean, he knows, you know, every facet of it and, and then we bring in uh, Zach Yenser from the 49ers as well. Uh, you put all that together, and it was it was a no-brainer for us. Tell us as much as you can about how you and, and Rich came together for this OC yeah. job. Yeah, it, you know, it was, uh, you know, through a mutual friend. And, um, you know, I'll just, uh, just say I was glad, uh, you know, I, I could not have been more fired up uh, to hear that he had uh, heavy interest in this job. And, um you know, from there, it was a matter of uh, getting together and piecing it together, him being so, you know, far away, being so late. Um, but, again, it all worked out, and uh, very pleased. What is it that uh, you like about that offensive scheme or the, or the schemes, I guess, that uh, are run by Coach Shanahan and, and uh, Coach McVay with the 49ers and the Rams? Well, you know, they're – you know, with if you look at the 49ers, it's so, um, you know, they're so physical, you know, and, and really L.A. as well. Different, obviously, much different run game. Uh, but still, you know, they're uh, predicated off running the football and play-action pass and getting the ball down the field. You're creating explosives on first, second down. We've, we've had the identity of a physical football team for how long now, uh, Tom? I mean, that is long, long time, been right? Here. Yeah. Well, I mean, physical can run the ball. You know, like, I think you know, being physical and being tough and running the football helps you across the board. It helps you on special teams. It helps you on defense. It helps you as a team. Um, you know, and so uh, that's just what I believe in. That's the philosophy I said from day one when I walked in here in my first press conference. I said we had to win the line of scrimmage. We had to be a physical team to be consistent to consistently win in this league. And, um, you know, I feel like we're building on that and getting better each and every year. And, and then, you know, capitalizing on that physicality with getting the ball down the field, creating explosive plays on first, second down. I'm sure for Will, you've got a, you know, a quarterback there had a great first season at Kentucky, poised for, uh, a, you know, be one of the top quarterbacks in the league this coming season. And then mm-hmm. the guy he's working with, who obviously a quarterback gets very close to, the OC, uh, leaves. And I'm sure while Will can understand uh, Liam's decision, probably a little unsettling. Uh, I'm guessing he's quite pleased with how this has worked out. Can you tell us how 
you know, he, you kept him involved or what you talked about along the way? Yeah, I just think it was, uh, you know, very important to keep that continuity, to not take a step back and to have somebody and have one person come in and adjust, um, you know, terminology and things of that nature rather than everybody on, on the offense and, and, and certainly our quarterback because, you know, you see Will in, in, you know, he could speak to you, he could talk to the media, but, you know, he come back, he came back and, and you could see once he made the decision to come back, um, you know, everything he does, he does with the intentions of getting better. There is zero going through the motions with that guy. I mean, everything he does, and that's how precise you have to be in the pro game. And that's what he's working on. I mean, I'm talking about his, his footwork on run plays, you know, his play action, uh, the, the quick game, drop back, you name it. Um, Will is here to get better, to become uh, the, the, the best quarterback in the country. And, I, and I, you know, he's, he's wired that way. And it was really important for me, uh, much like years ago when I had Josh Allen and some great outside backers and I found Brad White. You know, it was really important for me to find somebody that can help take Will to the next level, all of our quarterbacks, and really the offense. I would – obviously, you know, winning is is uh, the job one and what attracts the interest of, of you know, recruits. But uh, along with that, I would think the connection that – you're building through with the NFL has to help you in the, in the recruiting world too, because that's where all the guys you're trying to recruit want to be. I definitely believe it does. Um, you know, if you're a recruiter, be, you'd be crazy not to, to look at us just with terminology alone. You know, it's, it's different uh, when you get to the next level and how wordy they are and how much, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to process there and just what they do and how they, uh, you know, create, you know, the run uh, past conflicts, and it, it's just different. And, um, and, you know, I think it, it's definitely helping us. Um, you know, we are certainly uh, we're fortunate. Uh, a year ago when I hired Liam, I didn't know at that time, you know, it was, you know, so in vogue to, to hire one of these guys, you know. But, uh, but, but, hey, we did. You know, I had a vision for it a year ago. And, you know, in the last two years, this offense has just exploded. You know what? That going that down that path wasn't the you know the conventional path. Probably the you know the conventional wisdom was you'd you'd have gone out and found somebody who's an OC somewhere else that, or ready to move yeah. up or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're gonna, I guess, uh, accomplish big things, you have to be a little bold sometimes, don't you? Yeah, I think um, it's fair to say I went out on a limb a year ago. I mean, you know, I mean, you you look at Rich. He has what five, maybe six, seven years. I don't know. In the, in the NFL, I mean, you know, the last five is either the quarterback coach or a play caller, an offense coordinator in the NFL. I mean, this guy's a no-brainer. I mean, you know, and and uh, I'm very, you know, I, we as a program are so fortunate that Liam was who he was, and I trusted my instincts there with that, and uh, really feel like, um, you know, that that it went exceptionally well. And uh, again, very thankful I made that hire, even if he was here a year, because he kind of set the um, the standard for us. And you know, I think we have the ability to get better. And 
uh, I think it is unique. And, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say I went out on a limb on that hire. Yeah, and it takes me back to something when we did, uh, I guess, summer before last, we had you and, and Shug McGahee together in an interview, and you told the story about a, advice you got from a, a coaching friend or mentor about mm-hmm. having a good plan but also a good gut or trusting your instincts. Yeah. And it's one thing to say that. Sometimes it's probably harder to do it, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the fate, you know, at that point, you know, you're you're really making a decision a year ago that that's going to take your program one way or the other. And, um, you know, uh, that absolutely, it's it's extremely important. And, um, you know, uh, you, you have to trust your instincts and uh, you have to have a pair, Tom. <laughs> that's that's a good way to frame it up that, that could be on a poster somewhere <laughs> uh, i saw a, t- a tweet by the way uh with your son will he just had a nice accomplishment yeah that was a lot of fun for me i was under so much stress last week and i was really happy to wrap that up so i could go watch will play um in the in a tournament in uh, in a seven on seven tournament, it's kind of crazy, you know. His guys going all the way down to Houston to play, but they went undefeated, went all seven right. and zero, uh, and had a heck of a tournament and won that won their fifteen uh, fifteen U they call it. So uh, it was so much fun for me. I think I was there. I, I learned that you know with Josh Pruitt, my operations guy. I was like team ops. I was like the operations guy for the for the you know them traveling and all that and helping them set up meals and, you know, set up some things for the kids to do. And, and then I was there to help, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe work the officials over here and there or something there you like go. that. You know, I, just, oh, I help where I can. That's, that's but good. it was a lot of fun and won the tournament. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Last question i got to ask you. We'll get you out on this. The blue-white mm-hmm. game is going to be, I think, April 9th. And um, yep. I, if I, I haven't seen a time for it yet, if they would happen to set the time – at night, would you be prepared to coach the blue-white game without Vince, who would surely be at the Elton John concert? <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. Many people don't know the versatility that Vince has in his music. Uh, you're right. I didn't know Elton John was in town, but you're right. We better go during the day because Vince will definitely be at the Elton John concert. Yeah, sure. it's, that's just thought occurred yeah. to me. I, that's just, there's uh, yeah. no way he's going to miss Elton. Uh, I'll let you go. I appreciate the time for jumping on. You got it. Thanks, Tom. That's Coach Mark Stoops, and we will come right back with Anna Trulam from BBN Tonight here on the Leach Report Radio Network, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report. Followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. We're served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington, and we welcome you to the program Anna Tarullo from BBN Tonight. You see her weeknights at 7.30 here in the Lexington Market on WLEX, alongside Keith Farmer talking about U.K. sports. And tonight, Anna, it is senior night for Davian Mintz and Kellen Grady, uh, two young men I'm sure you've talked to a few times over the course of the Last year or so, doing BBN tonight. Uh, what uh, are your thoughts on Grady and Mintz playing their final game in Rupp Arena? First of all, I just can't even believe that it's Senior Day. This season went by. I thought football went by quick. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're already nearing postseason. Um, 
I think it's just unbelievable the short time these guys have had here, especially Kellen, just being here one year, the impact that he's had on this program. And, of course, Davion as well. Just You look how he's managed his role from last year to this year, and um, not only just statistically on the court, especially Kellen, but character-wise, I think we're going to look back on this year for a long time about uh, just how big of a shift in the program. You know, last year definitely probably kind of a one-off year, not the greatest, but I think um, that makes this team and these guys even more lovable. Um, I don't think we're going to be forgetting about either of them for a very long time. Yeah, this was a, a team that the BBN really needed coming not only off the you know, heels of last season, but the previous season where things were going really well and they didn't get to get the postseason ride with a team that was Final Four caliber. So you know, this is going to be the first time Kentucky will have played in an NCAA tournament game in three years. And um, I think you know, this team putting them in a position not just to make the tournament, but to be a serious con- contender for winning the whole thing is, uh, yeah, I think these guys will will have a special place in the hearts of the Kentucky fans. Absolutely, no doubt. And I just think this year is absolutely what the fan base needed, just in terms of, you know, quieting down criticism of everything. Of course, there's always going to be fans, you know, everything that every decision that Calipari makes. But I think especially this year, maybe it bought him a little bit of patience from some of BBN. Just, you know, see how it plays out. He knows what he's doing. What is it, uh, what qualities about this team um, stick out to you when you watch them or talk to them? For sure. So I have said since the off season, you know, Cal obviously cleaned house um, in a lot of ways, not even necessarily negative ways um, this off season in terms of roster and in terms of coaching staff. And I've said this since this summer, I think personality was such a huge part of who he welcomed into the program uh, Coach O, Coach Chin Coleman, there's an optimism there. And same with Oscar, you know, he would have, he probably would have taken Oscar no matter what his personality was. But I think after last season when it showed how important positivity was and just selflessness and maturity, intelligence was, um, I think that made a whole lot of sense with who he brought in. And I think he realized how imperative that was to reaching your goals. I remember last season as games would uh, be an hour and or more before games were getting ready to tip off, and Oscar would be out there. I mean, he'd already transferred in, but he couldn't play yet. And, but he'd be out there working just very diligently. He wasn't just getting shots up. I mean, he was uh, whether he was working with a coach or just on his own, he was working on things that looked like he had a plan uh, about them. And oh. uh, you mm-hmm. think about that, and you see the guy we see now, just how relentless he is. Um, he is uh, he is going to uh, whatever he leaves here. He's going to be one of the most popular Kentucky players ever, ever. And I completely agree. And what's so funny? Our stories kind of coincided. Um, so I, my last market, I was in West Virginia, and then of course that was his last team. And I think he got to Lexington a couple months before I did. And I know Larry Vaughn's on your show today, but when um, he asked me, I think he did a little write up on Oscar, and he asked me, you know what kind of player uh, is Kentucky getting? And God love Oscar. He proved me right in every way. I, I got nervous. I was like, I think that he brings such a joy and a levity um, to this team. But also he's the double-double king. He was at West Virginia. He almost averaged one. Um, so for him <laughs> to prove those things right, and then I think I did the first sit-down with him, 
And he, there's just a joy about Oscar. And I remember saying, I think he's going to be a fan favorite. I think he's going to be one of the most loved Wildcats ever. And I remember coming off that show after I said it, I was like, whoa, Anna, don't be a prisoner of the moment. We don't know that. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that that was spot on. And I think for so many reasons, um, just even to see how he's dealt with adversity and the whole thing with making NIL, he's proved every hater wrong who said it could cause locker room problems or it could cause be a distraction. The one guy who couldn't make money, I know he can now, uh, but to have that attitude, and I think that he's been such a leader on the team from the beginning of the season in terms of hard work and attitude, it's contagious. And that's there's not many people who can lead that way. When your best player is your hardest worker and uh, has the, one of the best attitudes, um, that usually is a good formula for success for a team. Absolutely. And I think, too, what's so funny is in previous years, so, you know, they lost to Arkansas. But before the show yesterday, um, talking with Keith, I was like, you know what? It doesn't even feel like they're coming off a loss because there's so much maturity on this team and leadership. They don't need anybody to tell them or correct them. After that Notre Dame loss, Kellen Grady, I think, said, you know, I think we're going to look back and this is going to be um, a really big deal for us and the season's going to change. We're going to be grateful for this. I think Jacob Topham may have said that after the LSU loss. Um, so just the ability to self-correct there and have the mindset. It's truly a player-led team, and those are the teams that can do something really special. And I, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Cal had a great quote, I think, last week. You know, good teams have good teammates. Great teams have great teammates or something yes, like that. Good yes. teams have good players, great teams, great teammates. Um, and that's so true. They're, they're, they're bought in completely, and I don't think that was a struggle. I think they have been. Anna, thank you much. Thank you. Anna Trulo, BBN Tonight. We'll be right back to close out this edition of the Leach Report. Have you- Mellow Mushroom, slice of UK history for today, 1989. It was senior day. Ole Miss in town. And Kentucky pulled out a 70-69 to win. A freshman by the name of Richie Farmer hit the game winner at the buzzer for his only basket of the game. So maybe we'll see some similar theatrics tonight, although I think Kentucky probably has uh, an easier time with the Rebels than they did then. Uh, prayers uh, go up to Tyler Eulis and uh, his family. Tyler was in a serious car accident uh, up in uh, Michigan, and um, he is uh, seems to be recovering well from the stories I've seen, but probably going to be a long recovery and, and rehab. So uh, keep Tyler and his family in your thoughts, and we'll see you tomorrow. On the Leach Report, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. Thanks for listening to the Leach Report. Make sure you check out the podcast page at TomLeachKY.com whenever you miss a show. And be sure to follow the Leach Report Facebook page. If you have a question for Tom, email it to leachreport at gmail.com. See you next time, right here.